0: you <laughs> Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode one twenty one. Casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Tony live Tone. via satellite.
1: Yes, to the men's locker room.
0: <laughs> now you've got to explain it. So you've said it. Now you've got to explain it.
1: <laughs> uh, so your your background is a men's locker room. Well, uh, a swim a swimming location is that what we think it is Is yeah so we we're
0: we're using microsoft teams to record which allows you to swap out backgrounds and one of the standard backgrounds appears to be some sort of locker room um i chose it and said i'm at the swim club and then you proceeded to assume male locker room with old man crack in the background well
1: i thought i could see over my over your right shoulder uh, yeah i'd say 68 but based on the the wrinkles and the and, and the size of the crack mm. 68 69 year old male um bending oh, yeah. yeah crouching you think <laughs> see
0: how people think that's a thing um, yeah maybe he's
1: like like bequeathed his pocketer Jesus
0: do we have to <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's worked out he's taken care of himself but you know age before age, beauty? Has, wreaked, age has wreaked havoc on that body <laughs> there's all this in
0: your head this isn't a thing
1: <laughs> and there's there's vertical there's horizontal lines mm. one may be an ass crack one may be other cracks <laughs> or, or lines i i who am i who am i to say who are you to say so i thought i saw something over your right hand shoulder <laughs> um so do you call this
0: face-to-face because my face is looking at your face and your face is looking at my face it's not face-to-face though
1: no uh it is it is it is virtually like we're in the same room yeah but not it's Uh. weird to
0: think that this is literally jetsons technology like literally on the the jetsons the big thing was a video phone a a video phone Yeah. yeah and now you have one that fits in your pocket
1: yes apart time. from when apart from the ipad and it's more like um i, I carry it under arm but from place to place so but.
0: things that the jetsons didn't get right is it's not a massive like tv box size um also i don't think they counted accounted for like buffering and the disconnects it seemed mm. like they just worked and in, in that future
1: Like, in that future, like, when they think of, thought about video phones, and I remember it in um, one of my favourite shows as a child, Thunderbirds, They would have video phones as well. Right. So, how do you think they imagined the video signal being... Sent? Yeah. It would be like TV
0: used to be, like terrestrial satellite television.
1: they think it was like a big aerial and it was being sent sort of that way, rather than...
0: I feel like the Jetsons had a lot of aerials. Like it was that bing, bing, yeah bing noise.
1: The thing about one thing about the Jetsons I don't quite understand is why were they in the sky?
0: Yeah, I assumed it was uh was um, it like pollution. The, yeah, it was like an story? apocalyptic thing where you know the surface was unsafe for humans. <laughs> um, they just never dwelled on that. <laughs> um just went about their day above the mess that humans created because those those big like because they weren't floating they were. Like
1: at the top they were, they, of sky towers, yeah, there was like a a single like a uh, big big pole. Yeah, they were on a pole. Like, surely those things would like in the like in, in windy conditions they would rock, rock and shake and yeah. spill your cuppa. Like, there'd <laughs> well, be they, problems up there, wouldn't there? Like, there'd be lots of problems associated with living at that altitude. Yeah, surely. Well, altitude for one? Yeah, altitude sickness. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, do they have like Johannesburg is already up in uh, high altitude? Mile, do they have high, them, mile
1: high city nonsense. Yeah. Do they like, have what's going them on from, here?
0: From there, um, yeah was it was it just uh, was it just an American thing? Because they're American, right?
1: I don't know. Was it ever was that ever cleared, clarified, or well, I am just
0: going on accents? But did there was the um, the maid robot? It was like Rosita, right? Rosie. That's
1: yeah. I think with something like that, I feel like that's potentially a little bit culturally insensitive as a name.
0: Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is their like type,
1: they're typecasting the maid as <laughs> sort of a Hispanic maid or a Mexican What's she maid. That?
0: I feel like she had like a really kind of um like almost a Bostony, Georgie Georgiany accent. I don't know. You googling?
1: jetson's racist
0: (laughs) great we're off to a flyer here i like where we're going because the other thing um Uh, i heard a like a um a fan theory that the flintstones and the jetsons was same universe same time and so one was on the ground and one was in the sky
1: that's that's troublesome
0: well yeah but i mean they were kind of just the same show really rebranded as stone age versus future past and future was there a present was there a
1: 50s something i've I've, I've got something here so cartoons of our youth is what they're saying so i've got the jetsons It says come on a future entirely made of white people is this charles (laughs) davenport's dream Charles charles davenport
0: no but i laughed like i knew
1: yeah, if you wanted to get, if you really wanted to get, oh, if you wanted to get really over analytical, you could probably infer something about the so legitimising the slavery of domestic help with Paul Rosie the robot maid. Oh, so Rosie? It wasn't Rosie. No, so, but, it was
0: Rosie. Yeah, 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 but, yeah.
1: Legitimising slavery. Hmm. Who's Charles Davenport? Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like somebody I'd want to know.
0: Is it slavery if it's a robot? i would argue no
1: that or that is a question of the future
0: It really is yeah this is what we're going to be up against is she the start of that singularity everyone's talking about
1: yeah (laughs) uh charles davenport there's stuff in there i i don't know Mm
0: mm-hmm so, things that uh, so
1: he, he was a pioneer of uh, eugenics, just oh, okay. a practice of efficacy or improving the human species by selectively mating people with specific desirable hereditary traits. Uh, yeah, yeah, we want to keep away from yeah. this. It's a hot button topic, <laughs> this, that is. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So Don't other things the
0: Jetsons got wrong, I feel like, um, well, the obvious one is flying cars. Still not really a thing. Although you could argue... A helicopter is a flying car. It's just not mass-produced.
1: I so say, what year was the jetson set? In? That would be quite good. Yeah, like it would be something like you know nineteen ninety-seven. Like <laughs> they always sort of like really underestimated those. Yeah,
0: year two thousand so. is the is the classic. That was what, yeah, um, what year was the
1: jetson set?
0: Twenty sixty-two. Oh yeah, this time, this time yeah. for the Earth to be un- uninhabitable and us to have to move to the top of the Auckland Sky Tower.
1: <laughs> it's just here, what what planet do the Jetsons live on? Earth.
0: Yeah, it's Earth. Oh,
1: uh what uh, from the Jetsons has come true. Drones, holograms, jetpacks, robots, smart home automation, smart watches, video chat and conferencing <laughs> Yeah, yeah <there> we go. <laughs> ah, nice. That's good. It's good
0: um yeah the other things there were like they would have like a flying disc that would walk your dog for you and did Alroy Al, is Alroy the boy or the dog Astro's the dog did Alroy Astros the dog
1: Alroy yeah. did
0: Astro talk or is it like a collar or was, or am I thinking of something um, else
1: um that's a good point no I don't I don't think so all
0: right it was just basically Dino and dog form or Dino was Astro in dinosaur form. This is essentially uh, what
1: he, is. He, Here's a line here. So, um, what lives on the ground of the Jetsons? So whenever I see jokes about <laughs> the Jetsons on Twitter, yeah. people inevitably float the fan theories about the show. Some people believe that maybe the Flintstones take place in the same apocalyptic world yep. after the Jetsons. Yep. There you go. It's a, a theory. And other people have theories about why there are no black people in the world. <laughs> 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 We're going down this road again. Where are you taking uh, us?
0: Where are you taking us, Anthony?
1: uh let's let's I might, I might step away from this i think we, we
0: keep we keep getting
1: some of very dicey territory with this
0: let's say it's um something harmless like the only color they had in their palette for ink when they're making this cartoon
1: geez <laughs> the next story here is why are there no black people on the jetsons like this is um it's a thing mm. I would say, could it be because this cartoon is from the 1960s and we were terrible people in the 1960s? Probably more likely, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nothing of the future, I'd say, yeah. More Correct. about the horrific events that occurred in the 1960s with race relations. and. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we're much, you know, super better now, but we're making progress.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. Oh, let's not go down that road. Um. <laughs> mm. um so... Anything uh, paranormal in the past week or two since we last recorded?
1: So you'll be proud to hear this, and you can probably see that from the image behind me. Gate. That, gate um, news. Gate news. Gate yep. update.
0: Yeah. Hit me
1: uh so it's not so much paranormal as it is just probably (laughs) just the highlight of my life but um, let's face it
0: that's what what that question always turns into (laughs) anything paranormal happened in the past week no but something has happened in the past week
1: here it is yeah, so my background, as uh, as you can see, and um, I, I wish more people could see this. It's a shame mm. this is a. Um, Here's uh, another an Insta worthy.
0: This is Insta worthy. You could get a photo Oh, yeah, of your I forgot up. the
1: password. No, I forgot the account logger. I'm going to talk to you about this. Social media manager here. You forgot so the password. My, yeah, my phone broke, and I'm back on a new phone now. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Oh man, I'm going to have to try me out. and figure it out. log me to out. <laughs> log to... me out.
0: I purposely didn't use my normal password for that because I knew we were going to share it. So yeah, your guess is as good as mine in a way.
1: So it's log me out. <laughs> this is awesome.
0: I think I'm logged in actually. So as long as I don't ever log out. <laughs> <laughs> but you are going to have to send me some Christ of the Deep stuff to put mm, up then. Yeah yeah um throwback to the last episode where we our lives changed basically when we come across a um a vaccine reward that hawaii was offering uh yes what was it a, a print or a, an original
1: piece uh, painting, yeah, yeah. A painting yeah original piece christ the deep with about two thousand dollars yeah there we go um, so. for getting vaccinated yeah okay all right well we'll yeah, figure like, um, that out uh, we uh, figure that out. Like, um, speaking of the vaccinated piece, like it's like our supplies of the old um, Pfizer vaccine are getting very low right here. That's good. And Not
0: so bad for you. You've already had it, right?
1: So as of tomorrow, it's two weeks since I had my second dose, which means I'm immune, baby. Oh,
0: I'm and I'm jealous because here I am at the bottom of the barrel, waiting for yep. the dregs. <laughs> this is like this is like um, the time I went on the staff uh, Christmas do and we went to a restaurant and everybody ordered um, their dessert and everyone's came out and it was a deconstructed cheesecake which deconstructed what the hell is that Deconstructed is they take all the ingredients and they put them next to each other rather than make a cheesecake so there's a pile of crumbs Sounds exhausting There's a pile of crumbs there's a pile of filling and there's a pile of sauce and that's Why would a you deconstructed cheesecake and um everyone got theirs, and it became quite apparent after about 10 minutes when when nobody was coming back that i was the one person that was forgotten as tends to happen at a <laughs> restaurant to me and so it
1: does happen to you a lot doesn't yeah it,
0: it does um and so uh, we got them to um well i alerted them and they said okay we'll figure it out and had that look on their face of like oh my god we've totally run out and then and then they <laughs> They brought it out and um, put this plate in front of me and it can only be described as like this, the, the leftover dregs if you'd scraped out the bottom of a, a dish that had gone into your you know kitchen sink already because you'd taken all of the dessert out of it like imagine if you ate all the ice cream out of a tub and then someone asked you for ice cream you'd have to really scrape that last little i had to do, I had to do that with
1: my like hair product this morning because i'd run out i had to get like <laughs> finger right around the rim and like yeah. really scrape it out yeah and try, and, try and try make it go the extra mile yeah
0: so my cheesecake and that's what you got for dessert my cheesecake was a puddle um next to like <laughs> a very small pile of crumbs it was just sad and like people looked at, looked at my plate and then looked at my face and it was like I just I wish they had just given me nothing <laughs> like it's even worse because everyone's finished by then too so I get yes, this one last final you forget, presentation you something of food. like
1: that like a, you forget a dessert where like there is that's it like once you're done everyone wants to get the hell out of there yeah yeah and they're just waiting on this one idiot who can't <laughs> do he can't get his dessert all right um, exactly can I ask you though like the deconstructed cheesecake yep. was that like a set menu thing you had no choice or did did people choose this
0: i think it was one of those ones um that you occasionally get with bigger groups where it's just every second person gets that and every other person gets something else so you don't get to choose It, it is a set menu thing but like like i've been to christmas functions where like um i get i end up with the lamb and and my wife ends up with the beef and it like that's just the way they they operate Is like no matter what, who you are it's it just alternates so like literally a table of 8 people 4 of each and they'll just put one in front of you and that's that have you encountered that before?
1: well I, I normally have to have a special menu so yeah, that's, that's probably right. why I, yeah. I I can't.
0: I've encountered it yeah. I think I think twice and it's always been under staff function so like you know 100 people or so so it's just a way that they get around having to figure out on the day: am I going to need eighty of a meal or fifty of a meal? Mm. So,
1: but deconstructed cheesecake?
0: Yeah, I've never come across that before. I've definitely seen this it on like MasterChef and stuff like that. The de- a deconstructed thing is definitely a thing.
1: I, I get that's a thing, but like cheesecake has like a like it has like a biscuity base.
0: Yes, or a pile of crumbs.
1: That, yeah, exactly. It <laughs> wouldn't seem to work well. It's literally
0: like, a pile of crumbs.
1: It's like a whole lot of, like, uh, what are those biscuits? Like, wine, what are they called? Wine biscuits? Yeah, what wine do you call biscuits. Them? Yeah. Yeah, super like wine? crumbed up, like smushed oh, no, up you're super wine, wine
0: of, um, yeah. You're thinking of malt biscuits. Uh, what are they? Uh,
1: they were like super wine biscuits. Oh, yeah. I'm okay,
0: sure there's those there. as well. But the malt biscuits are the ones you use for lolly cake. And the wine biscuit is, yeah, it's super wine. You just put, like, super butter wine. on it. And then that's Bloody it. My
1: hell, super wine biscuits. Ugh. <laughs> Looking
0: at them now, yeah. What an...
1: Yeah, what's this round wine? What are they talking about here? Round wine? Yeah, super wine biscuits—the most boring biscuit you could ever imagine. Who's only—they create the most create. Like if you look looking at super wine now, the actual texture on top of it's quite like, quite fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful, wouldn't it? It's like a stained glass window.
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I guess they're trying to, like, make it appealing no, 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 visually. No, 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 no With no. the fact that it is no, 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 such no, no, an no, no. abhorrently tasting biscuit.
0: What, what they're doing there is they're actually appealing oh. to their demographic. So that's more of, like, a throwback to the 70s when these things were popular and they are appealing to boomers and uh, or even older that still like that sort of a flourish on their biscuit. The other one to look at would be a Cameo Cream because that has that same sort of floral pattern. Oh. It's like... You, You don't see that now. You see chocolate, you see swirl, you see, uh, you know, the 50-50 dunk, or you're just straight up coating. You don't see a flourish on a a newly invented biscuit. You don't.
1: So why are super wine biscuits called that? Wines have been a New Zealand favourite since the 1930s. I'm going to say right now, not a (laughs) favourite. With anybody I know. Yeah, Back I mean, then, we would, we would keep our flour dry by storing it in empty wine barrels, hence oh no. the name. So this is some boring-ass biscuit from the 1930s that for some reason still gets made.
0: Yeah, there's a real clue there in that um, it's a biscuit from the 30s, so why is it still a thing? I, my theory is that, that those biscuits in particular, and malt biscuits... Are more used as ingredients in other things than a standalone biscuit.
1: I'd agree there. That's yep. what it so is. I'm thinking like the only reason you would use that. I'm on the Griffin's website, who make the biscuits. So mm. on the Super Wine page, yep. this is how they describe the Super Wine a crunchy, crispy classic. That's all they've got. There's nothing else there. <laughs> it is crunchy. A crunchy, crispy classic. Crunchy and crispy are basically to, the using, same thing. They're trying to use alliteration. <laughs> And yes, duplicating the same thing to sell this biscuit, the crunchy this thing is, the is same, a crispy the thing. The same adjective is used twice, and they yep. try to alliterate it to make it seem like it's somewhat entertaining. Yep. fuck super wines. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> you've said it.
0: You're going fuck out on this list. Fuck super wines.
1: Disgusting. We already,
0: already um, steered away from racism because it was too hot button, and now you've come in with this.
1: Oh, speaking of speaking of racism, there's a bloody vanilla wine. <laughs> A smooth vanilla classic fuck off how privileged can we get this is so privileged this is disgusting
0: um what do you reckon the ginger ra-
1: nuts ginger nut biscuits what did you call me <laughs> the ultimate dunker what the fuck like, come on griffins put some effort into this this have is had, disgusting
0: have you had a ginger nut lately they're so rock hard they're only good for dunking i think that's oh, a biscuit I cannot, that I you cannot can't...
1: stand ginger nuts cannot stand yeah um, um here we go, here we go. Uh, Cameo cream, hmm cris- creamy, crispy, and coconutty. Again, alliteration to try and sell a ball ring biscuit. They're really stretching here.
0: I didn't know they had coconut in them. I'm intrigued. <sighs> they are got a flourish though still, right? There's still a thirties Came- pattern.
1: Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um what we got here? Belgium creams? Cinnamon biscuits with a delicious raspberry flavoured cream centers. That sounds pretty good. They're gonna Yeah i am gone further there. There's actually a bit going I don't think I know this business very well. But anyway, I'm very unhappy with this. <laughs> um, what do you reckon
0: the ratio of malt biscuits bought um, to eaten versus malt biscuits bought to lolly cake? You're talking like 80% goes into lolly cake, Yeah, right? I
1: would say the only reason you're buying those is if you hate the person, and <laughs> you have to bring like, it's like a shared luncheon, like for a farewell or something. Yeah, if right. you hate you, you, want you want to send a message. Yeah.
0: You want to send a message to that Yeah, co-worker. exactly.
1: Yeah. If you want to give the big middle finger as a send-off, <laughs> you'll bring like a mull biscuit or a super wine biscuit. What
0: about a Scotch finger? If you want to give the finger, surely you're going scotch. A <laughs> Scotch finger. I don't really understand what they are. They're just shortbread. Shortbread that's in the shape of a Kit Kat, so it's more fun to look at. But I just. Don't don't come at me f- with shortbread. If you want to send me a message, you sh- you turn up here with a scotch finger, you will be turned away. Sir.
1: I just can't fathom with all the deliciousness that has evolved since the 1930s of biscuits <laughs> <30s>. why anyone's <laughs> buying like a super wine biscuit or a malt biscuit. Yeah. It's just insane.
0: It's weird because and it, like w- the 30s was pre-rationing too. It's not like it was out of necessity. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Like this delicious chocolate. There's like squiggle tops and all these wonderful biscuits. That's I'm, what like, I'm saying. You give it a squiggle, why? You, you give it chocolate. It's good. Why are you buying the super wine? I'm
0: It's gotta just be yeah, ingredients gonna, for other things. It's gotta be.
1: Like And uh, uh, my big my biggest problem with biscuits though here we go. is storage.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's not resealable. how the hell do you
1: store? A, how the hell do you store a biscuit? Yeah, I don't know. If someone finds the answer to that, they will be a billionaire.
0: Well, is it is it a cookie jar a billionaire industry? Because I feel like that's no. the answer.
1: <laughs> cookie jar? No, it doesn't work. It's too big. It's Why not? too Eerie. They get that. Well, it's too big and too eerie, and like things will, yeah, things will decay in there.
0: Oh yeah, not lot, not, not airtight. Yeah,
1: no, like I'm I'm a bit of a slow grazer with the biscuit. Yeah. like it's sort of. I can imagine coming back 11 12 months later wanting a biscuit <laughs> and it's and it's decimated
0: yeah well that's it's maybe
1: moldy it's soft it's soggy no and it's not my fault because I don't want I, I, I'm not a big biscuit eater there's there's a crossover point where
0: a biscuit I'm sure goes from... Firm, Like, imagine a super wine when you get it. Firm, crunchy, crispy, I think is the word. (laughs) Do
1: they? I believe, yeah.
0: Famously. And then you leave it too long. It goes soft. And then, if you had one of them in a museum, I guarantee you, we're talking like a a 10-year-old super wine. That would be back to crispy and cream. What is it? Crispy and crunchy, surely.
1: Crispy, crunchy, cream. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a McDonald's chip, right? Just like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's interesting that there's a like an S curve on its softness. It's it's mm. hard, it's soft, and it's hard again if you leave it long enough.
1: I can't imagine one ever going mouldy. Like, mm. I don't I don't think uh super wine biscuit's ever gone mouldy.
0: No, no, they probably binned before that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I was, yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think um, you probably have that issue though because. Um, i think it's a couple issue like it's a cu- it's an issue that couples face is that biscuits are in too high quantity in a packet and they last too long what yep. you need is like a family can get through them because they last all the three days um but yeah you need a smaller qu- you need like a single serve like a snack of biscuits like a dunkaroo you need dunkaroos <laughs> that's what you need you can't just nod. You have to say stuff. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta kind of really like.
1: Need some Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've just I've just seen something very offensive here. Okay. Uh. Sultana pasties. Thoughts. Oh. No. no good. I destroy them.
0: I come and go on those. I'll be honest. What? There's been stages of my life where I've craved. Oh, I, might,
1: them. I might have to end this. I'm not. I'm not, not showing sure prepared We're to out do out this here? conversation. Okay there's been times in my Sultana life where I've,
0: where I've really liked them and then i'll get one where it has that like grape stem crunchy bit like oh. like some sultanas have you know that bit where it's just like i yeah. feel like i'm eating a twig and i won't touch them for a full decade <laughs> and then,
1: <laughs> puts you up for a full decade yeah so i'm out for
0: a full decade and then like someone will buy some or someone will offer them around and i'll sample again as long as i don't hit one of those stems i'm good um recently um uh tamara got some for gwen and they were chocolate and sultana and they were quite good but again if i if i hit one stem that's me until i'm in my mid 40s um, the other one wow. that scares me these days is um hundreds and thousands ones. Used to be a total favorite. And then, um I don't know whether it's a dental hygiene thing or if it's an age thing or if I just got unlucky, but chipped a tooth. Took a tooth off. Oh shit Hundreds yeah. and
1: thousands.
0: Chipped a tooth on a sprinkle. It can be
1: a bit brutal though, it can be those sort yeah. of like hard bits.
0: We just got it right on the right on the spot. Oh. And um and it was the day before my last day of work last year so like i was all getting ready for the christmas hulls and had to get, end up emergency oh, dentisting no <laughs> the fucking hundreds and thousands biscuit i can't believe that i couldn't be- actually no it I wasn't never and- of such
1: bad luck hang on a minute
0: it wasn't a hundreds oh. and thousands biscuit that's just placed it for me it was a gingerbread man a christmas gingerbread man with sprinkles oh, on I, it.
1: So no it was, time for those the hundreds of no thousands those. thing rubbish the, oh the, you're, a, the, the you're the gingerbread- anti-ginger though I'm not a big ginger, even though I've got a lot of ginger DNA. But the gingerbread man, it's criminal. You get very little like uh, icing and additional flavour to the gingerbread man. You might get a button. I feel the opposite. You might get a little bit of a cuff.
0: No, no, no. I find
1: I find there's too little icing. No, you get like a couple of like buttons on them with a little icing rubbish.
0: No, I feel the opposite. I think there's too much icing. You, that that what? gingerbread man has fluffy boots. He has a jersey. No, he has. He's that. covered in icing. Like it's too much. I'm not an icing guy, so I look for the 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 half naked gingerbread man.
1: <laughs> yeah, typical. <laughs> what is that? Not surprising <laughs> to you.
0: And the best bit is where they've got the chalk dipped boots. Like that'll <laughs> then boots was made for Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh
1: uh, disappointed. um i i'm gonna say though mm-hmm. don't mind a shrewsbury
0: had one recently yeah you
1: have no no, no. I, I, I don't i don't eat biscuits because they go off
0: <laughs> when was the last time I you can't had eat one them in time when was the last time you had uh nineteen
1: nineteen yeah see this is the thing is i used to like them as well Four.
0: I used to like them too. Now they're really hard. Maybe my teeth are old. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My teeth are old? All all these things seem really firm. Like they just get stuck in your teeth or they're just too much to crunch. Oh. Yeah.
1: I, I do remember having a macaroon. Do you remember the macaroon? That's it's the, like a chocolate biscuit with, with um basically a chocolate a bar coconut the coconut one it. the so, best it's like a bounty bar yeah. it's like a bounty bar squash down
0: it's the best thing out because it is basically a chocolate bar with biscuit in a biscuit mm. shape
1: i didn't mind the macaroon yeah i was in i was on board with the macaroon let's go out with the macaroon is this
0: really specific like does anyone else listening know about any of these things you've, so you've what said do, words like what shrewsbury do, what,
1: what, what we almost need to do with this is tell people listening to this podcast and we might we might to interject this before this conversation and say okay. look i'm just going to jump in here you might need edit this so like look hey we're about to go on a biscuit tangent okay and this is kind of specific to New Zealand biscuits. I yeah. imagine there's various biscuits like this around the globe, but yeah. this is what we call them. Okay. So please so we, follow along by searching these biscuits. Go to griffinsbiscuits.com.
0: No, 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 no. This is how I think we play. Look up it. these biscuits. Yeah. So, shrewsbury, is a jammy dodger. We've got it's a jammy dodger. Yeah, that's what a jammy dodger is. Um, we've got a. What are the other things we've mentioned? Cameo cream, um,
1: cameo cream.
0: It's like a long, Super wine. like a long Oreo that doesn't taste as good. Super wine. Well, if you think of plywood in biscuit form, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: malt,
0: malt um, biscuit is a here. little hard.
1: Because there was the other thing, uh, fruit digestive.
0: Digestives is a UK thing, so that part of the global no
1: oh the natural goodness of whole wheat and fruit
0: Mm, fuck is there chocolate on that bad boy
1: nope okay i'm out you can just get you just get the wheat digested if you want (laughs) but if you want uh, uh, want to live dangerously i guess you can go with the fruit digested
0: um because the other thing i was thinking is we referenced lolly cake is that just new zealand australia do people know what that is
1: that's a good point i don't know if lolly cake is a universal term
0: because mm, it, it's essentially um, these types of like brownish biscuit crushed up rolled
1: in, like it's like a heap of melted butter put poured so into them and then wikipedia yeah. says a lolly cake or lolly log is a new zealand cake or confectionery which features lollies yeah candy sweet confectionery as a key ingredient the exact origins of the cake are not really known lolly cakes are known to have been consumed in the 1940s but were not commonly available until the 1960s Uh, traditionally explorer lollies known as eskimo lollies prior to march 2021 (laughs) we were less woke yeah Yeah. (laughs) or fruit fruit puffs are used yeah which are like firm but soft and chewy marshmallows. There you go. Um, lolly cakes can be found in most New Zealand supermarkets, bakeries, some dairies, and petrol stations.
0: Yeah, that's accurate.
1: <laughs> petrols, yeah, fine petrols. It's stations, accurate. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It never occurred to me that that's not outside our shores so much. Yeah. Well worth exporting, I think. Apart from. There's a
1: reference here: the natural history of lolly cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, wow. so. We've just done thirty-one minutes
1: <laughs> on Jetsons no, and haven't. biscuits. We
0: have. <laughs> Shall we dabble in some paranormal?
1: Oh yes, I suppose. I suppose we should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us? So have we? Have the floodgates opened? Have we got confirmation of anything? Give me that UAP goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got um, got some good stuff. So you may recall, a couple of weeks back, uh, we talked about. Uh, disclosure: The mm-hmm. UAP report from um, the U.S. government yep. uh, that we would soon know all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it didn't really happen.
0: Yeah. So what mm. did
1: happen? So let's 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 just run through where we're at. Okay. okay. So the release on the twenty fifth of June of the U.S. government's report about unidentified aerial phenomenon has stirred up a blend of reactions from UFO groups to individuals in the military, academic, and scientific circles. So labelled as a preliminary report, I assuming that this is just the beginning, there will be more, the unclassified, unclassified mind you, um, <laughs> nine-page UFO report. Nine-page? Uh, so that yeah, it? nine pages. It's nine. So the pages. classified the classified version is apparently seventy plus pages, but yeah. the general public got nine.
0: Okay, so it feels uh, like it that prepared... isn't disclosure. Then
1: they're holding something back, surely, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, go on. Uh, so this nine page report was prepared by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in consultation with the Pentagon, uh, particularly the military's recently established United. No, that's right. Uh, that, that's not right. Unidentified Aerial <laughs> Phenomenon UAP Task Force in response to a request by Congress to assess the threat posed by UAP. UAP. Carry on. I'll say UAP. UAP? I'll stick with UAP. Yeah. Um, so George Knapp. Do you remember George Knapp? You remember George?
0: Yeah, George Knapp. I talked about him last week.
1: George Knapp. You know George, right? Yeah, George the Knapp. one, the one I last, talked about last week. week. He runs from, Mystery from Wire. From last week. Yeah, exactly. So um, he was discussed last week with Marilyn, and yep. um, previously we've discussed um, him with Bob Lazar. Yep. Yep, that's good. Yep. So he's everyone's favourite UFO investigative journalist. Yep. So he's weighed in here. And what what, 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 what Giorgio uh, says is that uh, months before the UAP report was made public, my feeling was that it was an important development by itself, no matter what it might contain the fact that Congress issued a directive to the Pentagon to formally create the UAP Task Force was a huge step forward on the topic. And then for the Pentagon to follow through, pull together as much information as possible without being dismissive, as in years past, is also a big deal. Um, which is true, like, we think... Of um, the Condon report, that's a real famous UFO report that was essentially from the outset doomed to fail, mm-hmm. saying that there was nothing here to investigate, there's no threat. Oh, yeah. Blue Book, Blue which came up with absolutely nothing at all. Like, the fact this is being talked about again is a massive deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Knapp never expected any sort of capital D disclosure. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Not now, <laughs> and maybe not ever. Uh, but it seems possible that Congress might authorise some sort of ongoing programme to act as a central belly button. What? Know, for the investigation of military encounters with UAPs. I don't know. That's George, a, what are you on about, man? That's
0: an interesting choice of words.
1: It's a bit creep that's <laughs> a little creepy yeah. I, I particularly find belly buttons very creepy like I don't like seeing Oof. them knowing about them I just find them abhor- I, abhorrent so the fact that George brought this up this has created a few issues for me
0: that's why you make me stop wearing my crop tops around
1: you I did yes mm. <laughs> I think it was sort of circa uh, was it 2004 we made that <laughs> no crop crop top rule for you yeah exactly yeah. you've done well you've done well <laughs> the last few years We couple Coming up 20 years and um, you've done well. Uh, so, George has been on the Sosh Meds. So, he says that many in the UFO world are angry because the report was a mere nine pages long, uh, provided mm-hmm. few specifics about recent military encounters with the UAP, and completely avoided uh, any mention of extraterrestrials, abductions, UFO crashes, roswell or area 51 but the Mm -hmm. fact is the report was never going to get into any of that stuff it has a very specific focus to give congress a sense of how often these encounters occur why they are a legitimate concern and what if any roadblocks exist that might hinder investigations of uap encounters and the sharing of information the report accomplished that
0: well it's pretty telling to say here is why it's a concern Like, that's Mm. quite telling.
1: The fact that this is getting the sort of airtime in in the first place is phenomenal after so many years. And, I was like, I listened to a couple of podcasts. Um, One was sort of just people's uh, reactions of the report. Mm -hmm. And, like, probably 85% of people were positive about it because we haven't had this for years. Like, Mm. we just haven't. And even when they were doing UFO reports, they were sort of, from the outset, they were designed to be dismissive and... um, to essentially say the subject is nonsense. There's nothing yeah. here to investigate. Yeah.
0: Whereas prejudice. What's
1: sort of exactly and what's sort of coming out of this one is that look, essentially, I think the key theme for this, without summing it up right now, before going through the final details. Let's is deconstruct
0: that, this cheesecake. Go. Yeah. Let's
1: deconstruct <laughs> this cheesecake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hit me.
1: yeah. Is that something's happening? We don't know what it is, or something's happening. Yeah. We know what it is but we're not quite ready to tell you. And we have to Mm. spoon feed you this deconstructed cheesecake or completely forget about your order and bring out the crumbs of the cheesecake at the end of the meal when everyone's finished.
0: Yeah. And Um, and expect you not to say anything. Um, The (laughs) the thing there is that that sentence around um, uh, why we should be concerned... Like that that puts a real spin on what the purpose mm. of that report is to me. Um, that's not a uh, why we need to keep our secrets. That's why we should be concerned. It's quite mm. different. Interesting.
1: So after being submitted to Congress, the unclassified nine-page assessment was released publicly by the Pentagon on uh, the twenty fifth of June. So it looked into 144 reported sightings of unidentified aerial phenomenon, since 2004 mostly recorded by u.s navy personnel firsthand so um the u.s navy had a much more open policy of reporting uap Mm. and only in 2020 did the u.s air force adopt the same policy right
0: u.s air force Um, the pilots would tend to shy away and not want to lose their jobs or look like a
1: crackpot so they
0: just go unreported
1: that's right when the navy pilots were actually encouraged to report Mm. and yeah Um, So many of the sightings reported documented objects that interrupted training or other U.S. military exercises. So here's a few takeaways from the report. We'll say eight. (laughs) Why not eight? Sure. Uh, So number one, uh, there is not enough evidence to prove the existence of alien life, but there's also not evidence to rule it out. Interesting. So when the report looked into those 144 sightings, investigators said they didn't find any extraterrestrial connections. But with the data available, there wasn't also uh, sufficient evidence to come up with an explanation. So of the 144 reports we are dealing with here, we have no clear indications that this is any non-terrestrial explanation. But we will go wherever the data takes us. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh so let's go to. Uh, authorities created five categories to explain the different sightings. So they came up with airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomenon, US government or American industry developmental programs, foreign advocacy, adver, adversary adversary systems. Mm-hmm. Foreign adversary systems. Why can I say that word? Adversary. Adversary systems. Foreign <laughs> Adversary systems. Cut, you can say I'll just cut me
0: and I'll, I'll cut the word ad-
1: adversary and foreign adversary. <laughs> God, <laughs> yes. I, well, I, I hate words that I can't <laughs> say. Foreign adversary <laughs> systems or other. Yep. Um, uh, only one of the sightings had an explanation. So one sighting was attributed to a large deflating balloon, which was categorized as airborne clutter. Mm-hmm. Thankfully it wasn't the foreign embassy. one I can't say. <laughs> yeah. Um but there was another hundred and forty three that had no explanation. Mhm. Um four. For the most uh for the most reported sightings there wasn't enough evidence to provide a conclusive explanation. So after investigating the claims, the report concluded there was too little information to even generally characterise the rest of the sightings. Um so that's pretty pretty poor, really. Like yeah, there's just—is it a cop out or is it just? Um,
0: well, if they're going with scientific method, they can't substantiate something they don't have data for.
1: Yeah, which is a good point. Mm. Um, so of so number five, so of the 144 sightings, witnesses in 18 of them saw unusual patterns of movement or flight characteristics. Mm-hmm. So again, more analysis is needed in order to see if these sightings were a result of breakthrough technology. Mm. Uh, six, there were 11 UAP near misses reported by pilots. So a small number also reported processed radio frequency energy associated with UAP sightings. Mm. The report also stated that around 80 reports involved detection by multiple sensors. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Number seven, the report found no links to Russia or China, so there was no clear indication of any links to foreign powers such as Russia and China, but most reported sightings did not have enough information to Mm. substantiate anything further. I was going to say,
0: how would you know? It's kind of the point is that they would be trying not to let you know it's them. Anyway...
1: Uh, and let's go number eight. I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, the Pentagon now has plans to formalise its invest- investigation into UAP. So the UAP task force has recognised that reporting lacked sufficient uh information, data specifics, and ultimately recognised that a unique. Tailored reporting processes required to provide sufficient data for analysis of UOP events. So mm. there's essentially the summary of the entire report. There's mm. a lot of stuff happening, but we can't or won't tell you what's going mm. on. Yeah, yeah. But we're telling you there are things happening. Yeah. We know there are things are happening. We're acknowledging it, which is actually a big breakthrough in yep. this field. Yep. Um, but we just we're saying we just don't know enough about it.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So, Interesting. Have
0: um, you read the nine pages yourself? Are they that publicly available?
1: Uh, yeah, pub- completely publicly available. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd like to read the 70 pages yeah. <laughs> that they're keeping. Yeah. Uh, but just to wrap this up, um, this next uh, idea sort of like, this, this next part just rolls into what happens next. So one, one upshot from the report's release has already materialised. So the Department of Defence announced to go-ahead to better grapple with the UAPs. The Deputy Secretary of Defence, Kathleen Hicks, issued a memo shortly after the UAP report went public. So this is what Kathleen Hicks said. Mm-hmm. Uh, a recent report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence highlights the current challenges associated with assessing UAP, occurring on or near Department of Defence training regions, training ranges and installations. It is critical that the United States maintain operations security and safety at Department of Defense ranges. To this end, it is equally critical that all U.S. military air crews or government personnel report whenever aircraft or other devices interfere with military training. This includes the observation and reporting of UAPs. Furthermore, the Hicks memo said that all members of the DoD will utilize a set of established processes to ensure that the UAP task force or its follow-on entity have reports of UAP observations within two weeks of an occurrence. So if you break that down, essentially what they're saying is the UAP Task Force, or whatever becomes of it, whatever structural organisation is implemented after this, gets a report within two weeks from Mm. any... um, task force member so that could be the federal aviation authority it could be oh, sorry federal aviation administration it could be the uh, fbi yeah. um, so all these key things are so the air force um, navy, navy army yeah. yeah so all these key parties have two weeks coast guard to feed this information and in. yeah exactly right. which is quite phenomenal um that they're actually saying this because the position has been up until now that the U.S. government does not investigate.
0: No, nope, it's not a thing.
1: UFOs or UAPs. So, yeah. um, final part here is from Marco Rubio, Republican um, senator. Not not the greatest guy, <laughs> I'll admit, but um, he has a His he summary here is reasonable. So so um, so he pressed for the UAP study to be done and was the vice chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Um, So following the UAP report release, Rubio said in a statement, for years the men and women we trust to defend our country have reported encounters with unidentified aircraft that had superior capabilities, and for years their concerns were often ignored and ridiculed. Rubio said that the report is an important first step in cataloging these incidents, but it is just a first step. The Defence Department and intelligence community have a lot of work to do before we can actually understand whether these aerial threats present a serious national security concern. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it feels like just the tip. hmm Just yep. the tip. Just the tip. But from it's where we than were. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from where we were, I'll take just the tip.
0: <laughs> and on that note, are we anything else to wrap up, or should we end it there? No.
1: I like it there. I like <laughs> it
0: there. I've heard that about you. Um, <laughs> on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Catch you next week. Toodaloo!